Hello, everybody, and welcome to the game room. I'm your interim host, uh, but full-time sex symbol, Dwight Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> we also have our co-host, Jonathan Duffer, as always. Sup? What's going on? And we have two guests this week, uh, one more than usual. Um, first up, we have Nick here uh, that I work with normally, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name's Nick. I'm a... Uh... I'm a programmer, uh, work with databases a lot, stuff like that, um, and always been an avid gamer, especially for uh, adventure games, things like that, like Zelda. So that's that's kind of been my my big thing over the years. <laughs> my people. <laughs> yeah, <games>. right. <laughs> yes. I'm the and big adventure can... game uh, person in the in the yeah, of the three absolutely. of us. Absolutely. The the, um, the the PC adventure game uh, guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's usually how it goes. Yeah. And we also have Kay here. Uh, I've also worked with her for a long time, so go ahead and uh, I guess introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Kay. I'm like in when I guess I'm not like I am an ex game developer, so I'll try to bring that kind of perspective around here. And yeah, try, try, <laughs> trying to bring uh, racing back. So everyone talk about having your own sim rig. Uh, yeah, hit me up. Yes, you know what? I think I just told somebody about that today. Yeah, I was like, about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's amazing. I think what were the conversation we had it was about um, just terrible posture and like during mm. gaming or whatever. Yeah, I was saying how on my couch, uh, if it's a fighting game, I'm sitting up, mm-hmm. and then in between rounds, I'm like furiously trying to like you know <laughs> wipe the sweat and stuff off the D pad. <laughs> and of course, it's Street Fighter Six, you know, which I've been playing. That little initial loading screen, all their faces move when you move the D-pad. So the faces are just like going nuts. <laughs> and if I'm playing anything else, I'm kind of like laying on my side, completely, you know, laying down, and I just have my elbow propping up like that. No. So I'm like this playing or whatever. So no, you, yeah, it's, you, it's terrible. Yeah, you're, you're killing your back, man. Like we're we're all old now. You can't be sitting like oh, that. Oh yeah, I know. So I, I will. Oh, yeah. I, I will say the um the, the, the racing chair, like the. I guess how it keeps your back straight, if you depending on how, how you like angle it, is really good. But also, mm. it has like the mesh backing, so like if you're sweating yes. playing Street Fighter or something in it, yes. like it, yeah. you won't, yeah, you won't yeah, yeah. actually be a, a big sweaty mess when you get up because it actually has like the, the nice breathable. I can't mesh. deal with chairs that aren't mesh anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got spoiled at Norfolk. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. After those chairs, like man, I gotta, I gotta get some more mesh ones. Yeah. Oh my but god. But yeah, in, in the future, let's just do a. Uh, how to how to get a really cheap racing sim rig uh, like setup? We we can do that. I, yes. I went the cheap route. I'm not doing the spend twenty k route. Mm. Yeah, not the ones with the individual pistons in each corner. You're not going the full Microsoft flight sim route, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, with yeah. the wings on the side and everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I think I saw one recently. It was like a um, it was an eighteen wheeler setup or whatever. Because there's a lot of those what? truck sims. Where you can like deliver just like packages and and stuff like from there Truck and simulator. like it looked it looked amazing. It was huge. He even had like a horn thing and everything. <laughs> he had monitors for the side view mirrors. Like it was crazy. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's about the so, immersion. Why not? <laughs> yes, yes. I think I forgot what the name of that game is, but it's actually I played it before with like uh, my dinky little wheel and pedals and stuff like that. Um, it's hard <laughs> like euro truck like, simulator that one it was i think it's, it's something like that and then you have to actually um you know if you're carrying a load you have to be really cognizant of where the back end is going mm-hmm. and so you don't like back up and and get it caught and trying to get yourself out of a ditch when you're stuck in there Ooh. oh my god yeah <laughs> 
you have to like do all the shifting oh my god it's crazy but you know uh moving on from that uh, i guess we'll go ahead and start with what we've been playing lately um so probably as you've noticed um mike is not here this episode he had some issues with uh his internet um so big storm going his way uh, mm-hmm. my brother actually lives not too far away from him so he got hit by that storm too um he said his power flickered <laughs> a couple of times um so yeah, we'll just go on to our two guests here um i guess whichever one wants to go first just like you know what you've been playing lately or whatnot uh nick you go first <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, lately uh well actually in keeping with with the episode uh i've been playing a bit of far cry 6 um mm. playing back through that i've been mm. it once before playing back through because I don't know, it's just fun. Um, but also picked up uh, Dave the Diver and been playing through that. Dave, yes. Really fun. Um, the fun just, you know, going to... It has a great gameplay loop of, like, going out and fishing and exploring, doing all this kind of stuff, and then running... It's like a restaurant sim management thing afterward. It's a really fun mm. loop. You know, like, it, it just keeps you wanting to play. It's got a it introduces more and more stuff as you go on to increase the depth of the whole thing and yeah it's 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 really really fun <laughs> wi-fi well, actually like that the whole the, the restaurant sim part mm-hmm. of it oh yeah um yeah oh man um right. as for me like i'm always playing too many things at once and i almost never finish anything <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so i don't even remember the last game i finished I, even like uh for like miles morales i'm pretty sure i got to the last mission it's in a very short game i was like oh i'm the last mission mm. i just never finished it mm. so, and then just never yeah I'm, I'm really bad about that but uh, for right now um like everyone else playing final fantasy 16 um playing mm. a little bit of zelda but not as much because i'm because i'm playing final fantasy 16 um mm. and then i have to use my racing rig right so <laughs> i'm always playing gran turismo <laughs> and uh the new f1 game I, I, if you're gonna spend the money on the chair you have to play the racing games um, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, my last actual console game I'm playing right now will probably be um, uh, Like a Dragon, uh, Ishin, the one where like you're running mm-hmm. around Edo period Japan, uh, destroying everyone. Like it's it's really fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course I'm I'm, I'm an avid mobile gamer too, so like I'm always playing like stuff on Switch and actual mobile. So Mega Man Battle Network, um, plus um, stuff like Honkai Star Rail and games that have lots of microtransactions to get back on uh, on brand topic for today's episode so <laughs> you know that's uh you know that is interesting because um that also goes into something i just played you just remind me of something but uh definitely want to go ahead i'll just bring up the rear <laughs> sure um i've been playing mostly well well no we t- talked about two of these last last uh episode so i've been playing binding of isaac some more uh, I beat another one of the challenges in that, so I'm actually mm. going through those faster than I thought I would. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> starting on them, so I'm sure that they progress in difficulty as as it goes. Um, so I'm still working oh, through yeah. that. Um, I'm playing Nino Kuni 2. Um, not much different to say about that. Just keep you know plowing through that story. Um, I'm that. I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying this game. I was not sure what I was going to think of it, but it's a nice little light RPG. So I'm I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Um, I want to ask: I, is is that the first JRPG that you've really like gotten into? It's or played into. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the first real JRPG I've played. 
so mm -hmm. it, it, hopefully it's breaking me in because I wanted to eventually play all the Final Fantasy games. Oh. So I figure this is yes. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Good luck. So with that. well, well, except um, maybe not eleven because I hate playing online. Oh. Um, well. <laughs> I might actually play fourteen, but. Uh, probably not going to worry about eleven, but all the rest of them, the single player ones, um, I want to. I want to eventually play all of them. So this, at least this will give me like a. This is like a good starting ground for uh, some of those, which I know. I know they're going to be some of them. Those are going to be archaic and hard to get through, but you know, yeah. we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> good luck. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've been keeping going through that. Um, I started, so I finished System Shock Remake on stream, and I'm starting System Shock 2, which I've played this multiple times. This is just yet another run through um, of it, but it's one of my favorite games of all time. So you know, there's uh, there's never a, a bad time to play System Shock 2, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that on stream, and then also, um, of course, I'm still playing Shenmue 3, which we will talk about later. Um, on our game club episode, and then one thing that Dwight and and uh, Mike and I all played was the Monkey Island DLC from Sea of Thieves, the first episode of that. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. And I don't know what you thought, Dwight. We can transition to you once once um, you know through that. But I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it because it was very similar to the type of game that Monkey Island is. There are a lot of little puzzles in there. And it, it's a little, mm -hmm. the interface is a little difficult to work with um, because they're trying to do adventure game inventory puzzles along with like having multiple people in there at once. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, it was kind of a little weird with some of the objects and stuff you had to get. But I thought they actually did a decent job at doing a multiplayer, uh, short point little multiplayer adventure. adventure. <laughs> point and click adventure. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, when we're playing, that's usually not my, uh, I guess, like, major point of focus for gaming and everything. But, yes, yeah, it, it was pretty fun. I think the idea of having it being um, you're basically playing a point-and-click adventure while just walking around and talking. Mm -hmm. um, and it did get kind of weird because it took us a second to realize what was going on with the inventory. Because even though we're, we're, it was three of us and we're all walking around and doing stuff, it still counted anything that either of us did as being all like pre pretty much like one person that's right. just split up and doing different stuff. So it actually did make it a lot faster because then if somebody could get something and then like talk to somebody else or whatever, mm -hmm. um, there are some objects that you could physically put, uh, pick up like, you know, a, a bone or a hammer or something. But there's other stuff that you would collect like money and everybody just had it. And it was just kind of like... Yeah, it, it, that took us a second, uh, but it was nice. It was pretty short. Um, it was it was a lot though. It was really dense. I'm sure mm -hmm. that you could actually stay there and do a whole lot of stuff. Um, that's essentially how I would want to play something like that. Having multiple people all kind of like, you know, figuring out what the puzzles are and everything together, as opposed to just like me playing it. Because yeah, normally I get bored of those really really quickly. Because a lot of times those games. Um, they follow the logic of whoever made it and if you right. don't also kind of like follow along with that logic then you'll just get frustrated because like well why doesn't this work a good example of that when we were playing 
a dog needed something to give up what it like the bone that it was chewing on. No, 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 no. No, there was a, there was a bunch of poodles that had the dish up front, oh, and they said, okay, "Oh, yeah. well, you can you needed to give them some sort of food or whatever, you know, so they could eat it and then do whatever else and trigger something else." So, um, Mike was like, "Oh, we have this fish over here in this kitchen that we had. We'll just give them that." And he grabbed the fish, walked over to him, and put it in their bowl, and it didn't work. And it's kind of like, well, it's a food, and it, we're giving it to him. Why should you know? Why doesn't that work? But we had to actually put that as an ingredient into this like stew, and like get all the rest of the ingredients, and then make the stew and bring the stew to the dogs. And it's just kind of like, why the hell would a dog want like a fish stew? Like it doesn't. Why wouldn't they just eat the fish straight? It's yeah. just kind of stuff like that, you know, where. Now there, there is. Times, yeah. I was, I was just gonna say there is a little mm. bit more logic to that, but it only works if yes. you've played the original game. Because in right. in Monkey Island, the very first one, you have mm. to feed stewed meat to those very same dogs. So mm-hmm. if you've done that before, then you're then you like which I don't I I feel like stupid because I should have picked up on this because I played mm. that game a bunch of times. Um, mm. But if you if you've played that, I think they were counting on you remembering that and be like. Oh, stewed right. meat, dogs, you know. But I think if, a lot of those little puzzles were like that too. Mm-hmm. There were like callbacks to like the original thing. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there's 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 a there's a couple that I really like. So I mean, I thought that it was it was pretty good, but it was definitely better because it was multiple. You know, a bunch of us I was playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to roll through the other ones, I finished Final Fantasy 16. I did all of the things. I got all the stuff. I did all the huts. <laughs> all the stuff. I, you know. So the only things I didn't do was the was the the trials, the cloister trials or whatever, because I was running on GameFly. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't really. You don't get anything from beating them. And I tried one of them, and I was like, I don't know. You can't really use. You can't use your loadout in that. You have to use that like one, um, uh, Acon or whatever. Uh, or icon and I, I mean that's cool it's a cool idea but i just didn't feel like sitting there and grinding all that so i just i stopped i had there's a lot of stuff that i really like about the game there's a lot of stuff that i really have problems with <laughs> the game Same. but i'm gonna leave that i'm gonna leave that for like a spoiler cast or something like that i'm not gonna bring that up here but i did beat it um i think i, I talked about that a lot on the last episode it said that I, I put in 90 hours i feel like it's probably closer to 80 or 70 or something like that because I mean, the usual shit that I do, I leave it on. It's just playing in the background, or I fall asleep and this shit's still playing or something, or I'll just, like, leave and turn it off, but the game is still, like, running. Well, not running, but it's on. It's auto-save. But the, the, yeah, it's, like, auto-save. So it's, you know, a lot of times games will keep the clock running, even though you're not actively playing it, so that shit happens. Which is weird. Um, I don't understand why they do that. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Like, a lot of my RPG um, times are messed up because of that. So I was also playing Exoprimal um, with Nick here. Um, so we played it a little... I played it in the beta, and I really liked the beta. I thought that the controls are great. You know, the the gameplay style was amazing. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it had so much shit in the beta. Um, and then the game actually came out, <laughs> and we played that, <laughs> and none of that was there. You know, they locked a lot of the suits behind oh my god so it locked a bunch of the suits it's free on game pass but it's 60 dollars normally if you don't have game pass there's a, a duper edition right where you can get the three locked suits for like 15 dollars. but it's on sale if you're on game pass or whatever 
But if you just play through the game normally, you can unlock them and they're tiered. So the first one you unlock at 20, uh, level 20, second one at level 40, and it, no, no, second one at level 30, and the other one after that is like level 40, right? It takes a long time to get to those levels. We played for like hours and we were like level two and level three. And I'm like, there's no way in hell. Like I'm gonna sit here and grind out this game for that long when at the beginning, there's so little happening that it's just not enough to like get you engaged. Yeah. And then we immediately dropped it. We we're like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not gonna play this game anymore. Later on, you know, somebody found out, I was like, hey, well, it turns out that there's other stuff that happens in the game if you play for a couple more rounds that it starts to open up and a lot of you know uh media outlets and stuff have been saying that they say hey the game opens up if you wait a little bit or whatever it's like you know what fine okay we do it get back in we play some more the variety came back you know there's some other stuff that happens because the de- the beta has so much shit like everything was unlocked so you could do all the stuff but the game trickles all that stuff to you like most of the sub weapons are locked a lot of the game types are locked. Like, you couldn't even play some of the other game types. All the special dinosaurs with the glowy bits aren't on aren't <laughs> the glowy you know, bits. So you're just fighting these generic ass, <laughs> you know, uh, raptors and stuff. I mean, you know, whatever. But it does get better. So if you do want to play Extra Primal, it does get better. Um, definitely play on a Game Pass. Do not pay $60 for this game. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth that. Yeah, it's it's like, like one of those anime where you have to be like, just wait 10 episodes in, then it really picks up. You just got to right. get yeah, through that first yeah, yeah. little section. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of like the EDF games and stuff, definitely check it out. It's it's EDF, but with dinos. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Absolutely. some of those complaints that uh, Dwight just had for, was like how I felt about Final Fantasy 16. So. You can, oh, yes, yes, but, yeah, so the, the last, um, the last game I really played, um, uh, Snowbreak, actually, which is a mobile game that just came out, like, last week or something, and it's funny, because this always happens to me, this is the, the last mobile game or whatever I played, the only reason I even know about this game is because of those lame-ass commercials that pop up in the YouTube, like, in your YouTube feed or whatever, you start up getting it, it's like, this mobile game pops up, it's like, oh, look, oh, anime titties, click on this, or whatever, and everything. <laughs> But, like, in this case, I was like, you know what? That game actually looks pretty fun. It looks like a third-person shooter with more control than you would normally get. I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. I'll bite. I'll download that. So then um, I did the weird Google Play um, uh, pre-order thing, (laughs) even though it's free. But, you know, they do that. You can, like, pre, uh, I guess. Pre-register. Pre-register, yes. That's what they call it, yeah, pre-register. So I pre-registered it, downloaded it, and I'm playing... Um, everybody else can't really see this, but I'll show you guys. So this is the the Odin, right? Mm. It's a Android device. Um, works really well. Has very good cooling. I use it for emulators. I use it mostly for um, streaming from my PlayStation. Of course, you can stream from the Xbox. It plays Android games. You can do emulators on it. The AIN AYN Odin. Mm. Uh, pretty good system. Does that? Um, that I got, doesn't have a touchscreen, does it? It does. Yes. It does. Yeah. yeah. I if you mm-hmm. can play Pokemon Go on that, you can. But oh. vertical games are weird. So if it's a game that's vertically oriented, you don't really want to play it on this. Oh, darn. Yeah. So you can, but then you're holding it like this. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, you're I holding mean, it like a phone. Yeah. I, I was just but thinking. It it's, it, I was just curious because it would probably be one of the biggest problems I have with Pokemon Go is that my phone mm. gets super hot when it's running it, especially if you're outside yes. in the Florida sun, you know, and all this. Yes. So it was just it was a, a thought that just crossed my mind just when you were talking about that. 
that's what's good about the Odin. The Odin has really good um, cooling compared to phones, especially. It doesn't have the top of the line processor, but the processor does, that it does have, it can push to the limit because it has, you know, this whole thing is just a solid, you know, metal um, uh, uh, um, heat dissipator. Oh, heat the, sink. Heat sink. Yeah, heat sink. It's got the fa- it got the fan on the back. It's got um, outlets at the top. Does really well. So, anyways, I was playing Snowbreak on that. Um, the controls work, which is good. That doesn't happen very often. A lot of times they just don't use it, and you have to use the touchscreen, which is trash. I hate that. Stop doing that. All the developers out there, you know who you are. So, um, but it, it's it's like a straight up third person shooter, and you don't really see that very often in a mobile game, and not with like you know good controls. I was like, man, it even inspired me to upgrade the joysticks in this thing so I could have because the 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 built-in joysticks are like really tiny um and i found out that the little the actual pods these joystick pods in here are the exact same as they use in the switch so i swapped oh, over the switches because they're bigger mm-hmm. and i put different caps on there so it could stand off a little better so it could control better and it actually works really well um so yeah i definitely recommend that if you hmm. have like a controller or something like that the touchscreen controls are not bad either um i just i don't like playing games like that so yeah i wouldn't either yeah but i mean yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been playing um oddly enough um i just realized pokemon really go wouldn't doing. wouldn't work because it doesn't have cell service no no it doesn't yeah. so if it relies on so it, you're reliant on wi-fi only so it makes it hard to play a lot of android games because so many android games like need you to be online at all times mm-hmm. so it does make it hard for those but then of course you can just play emulators if you're if you're not connected um but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, there's a lot of different systems like this. So, um, but yeah, um, so give, we're about halfway at the halfway mark here. So we're gonna take a little break. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about how to fix Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, definitely stick around for that. Um, yeah, we'll be back. All right. <laughs> And we're back. Um, we just had a conversation just now when we're uh, off the off the air, uh, complaining about state taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we're going to get into our main topic here. Uh, how do we fix Ubisoft? So there, we have five pretty much overall topics. Um, I guess like mini topics, subtopics, our sub our points. You know that we that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of these from a from a YouTube video uh, recently. I'm trying to remember the name of this YouTube video um, that somebody put out. Company Man put out a Company video. Man, Ubisoft, yeah. why they're hated. Um, it's kind. Of, it's funny because we wanted to do this episode for a while, and that video came out fairly recently. So it just you know helped us organize our talking points a little bit. So uh, props to him for that. Um, yeah, pretty so much yeah. everything he he talked about were like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just changed one of his topics. So like the the first one we're going to talk about is um, IP mismanagement, which is kind of like, I to me that's my main <laughs> personal gripe with Ubisoft, um, just because I you know I grew up playing Red Storm games, you know Tom Clancy. Uh, set that up and everything to to develop his stuff into games and everything. Uh, he had 
uh, Rainbow Six, and, uh, and Rainbow Six was amazing. You know, uh, Rogue Spear and everything. I remember playing Rogue Spear on MSN Zone on PC like fucking years ago. Um, so it was just, you know, Ubisoft bought that, and I thought those were pretty cool, and all those came out. Um, but then Ubisoft, I guess, ran out of stuff to deal with fucking Rainbow Six because they had a couple years ago. They're talking about a game that's coming out called Rainbow Six Patriots, which looked amazing. It was a single-player-focused game. It was going to be a return to form for for Rainbow Six. And that trailer they put out of them, like, you know, tracking down uh, terrorists on this on this bridge or whatever, it, it looked great. Uh, and then they announced Rainbow Six uh, Siege instead, which is fine. Rainbow Six Siege was actually pretty good. You know, me and a, a couple friends of mine, um, we got it on launch day. Uh, played it a lot. It was pretty much just like a hero shooter, uh, but it had some interesting ideas. You could shoot through walls and everything like that. You know, everybody had their own little equipment. It's pretty cool. I'm still mad to this day that it didn't have Ding Chavez in there. We were waiting for <laughs> Ding Chavez. We kept saying all this shit about Ding Chavez, and he was not in the game. If anybody who's ever uh, read any Tom Clancy novels, they know who Ding Chavez is. He's the main character in fucking Rainbow Six. He's in all the games, and they didn't have him in this game. That's some bullshit. But anyways, <laughs> so after that, they put out that like weird ass game with the fucking aliens. I don't know why the hell they did that. Uh, quarantine. Um, yeah. Quarantine. So we were playing Siege when Quarantine first came out as like a it was like a it was a temporary um, like event. It was like a co-op event that came out in Siege. And I remember when it came out, I was like, what the fuck? Aliens? This is stupid. And we played it for a little bit. It's like, all right, this is pretty fun. It's like a little co-op diversion. And then it went away, and we went back to doing, you know, what we normally do. Years later, Ubisoft was like, you know what? Let's make that a game. Because we can monetize the shit out of that. And they have all your favorite, you know, Rainbow Six operators fighting aliens. And it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You know what people want from a Rainbow Six game. And you have them shooting at aliens, and then they wonder why nobody wants to fucking play that. <laughs> just I, what, I don't understand what they're doing. But I mean, what do you guys have? <laughs> so so what, what, when you definitely talk about the mismanagement of their IP, like that, it, it hits home because they have such iconic like brands and, and, and games, right? So for example, uh, Rayman was like the thing when all of us were like a lot smaller, right? And then. Of course, they they, they spun yeah. they spun it off and had like you know Rayman with rabbits and then you know rabbits became like its own TV show on brand et cetera et cetera. But like mm. the the thing I'm about to say like it's still like kind of mind blowing for me. So you guys know that the Mario Rabbids uh, strategy game, a turn based strategy game, came out a few years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. Uh, on Switch. It's great, great, great game, great concept. You're literally playing with weird rabbits and Mario and like a and like the Mushroom Kingdom and everywhere else. Like it's a great concept. Like really good, really good, unique, original smashing of IPs. Hmm. Tell me why, and this this is like mind-boggling for me. It's like just from a business standpoint, I don't care what they had to do as a studio to get this game out. But like Mario the movie released, how come there was how come the sequel to Mario Rabbids was not already either out or releasing the same time as the movie? Like that's the best cross promotion hmm. ever. Literally, they released the new game and it did nothing. Like, it, it, it fell flat. Yeah. Half people don't even know that it came out. If you were a fan of the first game, it's like, well, I, I could play it again, but I don't know. I didn't know this thing came out. Like, it's <laughs> it's like the biggest, it's just mismanagement. It's a really big miss. It's 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 like almost appalling that that happened. And I think, I think didn't, it, didn't it come out maybe a month after Mario? Which, 
I don't even remember. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do I really remember, remember what you're talking about, though. Is that It just, mm. like, all of a sudden it was there, and I was like, oh, wait, this was a thing? Yeah, like, it's it's literally the one of, like, the most egregious game, like, misses I've, I've seen in a long time. Like, a very long mm. time. Like, because, when, when, you know, Sony's, like, had recently had uh, the Uncharted movie came out. They had, you know, the Last of Us games and whatever. And I think when The Last of Us was airing on HBO, at some point they like dropped the uh, the, the PC. Hey, PC remaster, Last of Us is out. Go go get that. Of course, it spiked sales and everything because they have the TV show airing when they release right. the game. Like if you're gonna do these other entertainment ventures, like make sure you have your timing right. And so and I know everyone like ATA, but like the fact that they are able to get their game out like for like uh, Madden or any other like sports game before like around the time the season starts is like golden because that's when people care about the yeah. thing like yeah, that's when you yeah. need to release mm-hmm. the thing I, yep. I do you do have to give them like you know regardless if you like playing their games or not which i mean normally i don't really care about um playing madden or whatever you do have to give them a lot of respect that they're able to pump these out on time mm-hmm. pretty much every year mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well i mean and they, they don't really they, do they don't change really change something. that much <laughs> they, they they do change stuff i mean there's things that they add yeah. to like yeah, their sure. career modes and whatnot so people who really love Madden can probably speak more to that mm-hmm. and know exactly what's going on there. But it's enough, yeah. you know, for them to want to like and do that. Yeah, e- I do feel. Yeah. No, 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 I was gonna say EA isn't like mismanaging all their titles. Maybe some, but like not, not, mm-hmm. not those that have to release every year. But go, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, um, I don't think they're going because I mean, there's a lot of talk about them going into like a yearly subscription type model or something like that. Just like you know, just hearsay and people like speaking on it like um i don't think that's ever going to actually happen though they make too much money (laughs) just from like box sales to go to that but it would be interesting if they ever did and then just kind of you just pay a uh, subscription you get your roster updates or whatever um maybe every once in a while every two or three years they actually like change up the engine and make like big changes but obviously i mean there's not enough to change their year over year um engine wise like gameplay mechanics wise but every like three or four years you know they definitely could um, yeah, yeah. we talked about that happen. we talked about that before too that was mm-hmm. one of the the things we had when we were talking about forever games it was like this would be the perfect thing for a forever game it's like yeah. these 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 because they're gonna come out every year anyway why don't you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. work you know work it that way instead I mean, but. I mean, we're, we're not we're not talking about it yet, but like what you guys are saying to me bleeds right into like the one of the other topics. So I know we're gonna get into microtransactions yes. later, but like if if, yes. if you think about it, like if if any of these big game companies got like their live services like on point, then they could do the mm. always on forever game, and they wouldn't need the box sale. But like a lot of these companies, yeah. like we'll, we'll talk about Ubisoft in a second. Like mm. they don't have the infrastructure to do that yet. Like they haven't gotten they haven't gotten Fortnite up. I guess if you want to put it that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for for this first um, for this first topic, the IP mismanagement, um, Nick and Duffer, like what what do you think they could do to fix that? Because uh, we just kind of talked about why it sucks, but I mean, is there any real way that we could fix that? I mean, I'm I'm hoping that you know, with stuff like Assassin's Creed Mirage, stuff like that, that they'll be able to kind of like bring it back to why people were drawn to it in the first place. You know, and so yeah, kind of it does look out, like they're doing that. It, yeah. it, it feels a lot like in some of the early Assassin's Creed games, especially like the towers revealing the map, that they just kind of like they're like, "Hey, we've got this working. 
let's use it in all our games and they just carried it forward across all their IPs forever and ever <laughs> you know that they figure out some kind of formula that works and then try to just bleed it into everything you know um but i feel like if they kind of pull back and just bring things back to what drew people in initially that's probably going to be the best way because like mm-hmm. like you're saying especially like stuff like rainbow six that that one hit me you know that one that one hurt because yes like, <laughs> I, I played the hell out of like it on n64 and uh mm. like the vegas games i played the hell out of those like oh yes yeah man yes those are great so like yep yeah i used to play those co-op all the time and like it mm. it made me so sad to see it like oh there's a new rainbow six game what siege what is this <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and of Where's course the, the suklos edition after that what the, the aliens or whatever the, yeah whatever it's like it's straying so far from what it was especially mm. like assassin's creed like why is it becoming this like sprawling rpg kind of thing like yes why am, why am I not, like <laughs> sifting through the rafters <laughs> you're not even assassinating people. <laughs> people anymore like you're not even there's like not even any parkour or anything you're not even assassinating people you're just straight up like brawling and then and in the latest one you have like an army like yeah oh, and it's like you know you're doing all this stuff which you know like the ship combat and stuff like that and the sea shanties awesome mm. fun addition to it you know it's like, cool yeah absolutely like, but just the the constant uh, the the big thing gets me especially with stuff like that is like why are you always in the menu why are you always in the damn menu? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like checking off the boxes. Yeah, and it's like every two seconds you're getting a new piece of gear that has like a point zero 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 one percent increase on whatever you're doing, and I'm like, well, I gotta have it. It's a bigger number, you know. Like, just, so you're constantly switching gear, um, stuff like that, where it's like just bring it back to what people loved about the original, and yeah. just kind of do basically like a reboot on a lot of your stuff, and just you know. If it ain't broken, I just want to climb it. towers and jump into hay. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> Ooh, yes. That's the gameplay you know? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, literally. Like, if you're yeah. supposed to be assassinating people, like that, like, like that main game mechanic has been stolen to so many other games. You do it in Ghost of Tsushima. You do it in, like, so many other, like, RPG-esque yes. games yes. now. It's like, you guys originated it, and you should be yeah. innovating on it because it was your thing first. Yeah, and, like, the social stealth and stuff like that. You know, from Assassin's Creed, like bring mm-hmm. that back. That was cool. Yeah. Like trying cool. to like find ways to blend in, almost like Hitman. You know, like yes. trying to blend yeah. in with people and get around to where you needed to go. You know what's interesting about this is that um, the last Thief game we had was 2014, I think, is when when that that reboot came out. Mm-hmm. Nothing about Thief since then. And we're like mm-hmm. nine years later. Ubisoft has two IPs: mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell that could mm. both that both work around that same kind of sneaker uh concept mm. and assassin's creed seems like it's just like going off farther and farther off the rails like you guys were just talking about and mm. they haven't done anything with splinter cell in ages and they yes. keep talking and, and I'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of filling in for mike yeah <laughs> the I was part say, of mike yeah, today is being yeah. played by we'll, we'll, by fill, we'll fill in because... for mike by complaining about <laughs> yeah. splinter cell not existing <laughs> they keep they keep doing like splinter cell esque stuff like they put mm. they put sam fisher kind of guy in rainbow six that was yes. in rainbow six yeah, right yeah, and then they sure. they like there was this splinter cell series tv thing that's maybe still happening maybe not i don't that's really know a, they haven't really talked jack about it reacher but yeah, yeah oh there's like a jack reacher and there's also uh uh the well, other one 
They were um, talking about a Splinter Cell one at one point. Maybe they canceled it since then. I I, I don't know. There, but yeah, there's like been the, so many plans. There's <laughs> stuff that they were doing with it, but there's no games. Where are the Splinter Cell yeah. games? Well, there's like, there was also like that game. gotcha game they made. Yes, yeah. yes, the mobile oh. gotcha game. We yeah, could, well, we could have Sam Fisher and he was all cartoonified and you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, like even I, mean, I don't I don't game, know how know? <laughs> yeah I don't know how Blacklist uh, ended and don't don't say it because I I still want to get through those um, I either, so that's fine <laughs> but yeah so um, but even if Blacklist ended at a point where you can't do anything you're far enough away from that point that you could reboot it and just mm-hmm. make but but make a sneak make a sneaker game there's still audiences for that i'm sure at least mike and i'll I was, play yeah. it if nothing else yeah. but i'm sure that there are people out there who will still play a first person sneaker or a third person sneaker still. there hasn't been one now that you really mention it there really hasn't been one in a long time because Metal Gear no. Solid 5 came out a, a long time ago. ago there hasn't been a splinter cell game in a long time yeah thief was yeah. probably the last one uh well there there also there was also sticks um, so that's that's another one of those. Which is it's it's the oh, one with the goblin. Oh, sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah that's true. It's similar to thief. Um, so there's oh, that. I guess, I guess Gollum. Does Gollum count? I don't know how much sneaking no, was in Gollum. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I don't count count Gollum because you have no other choice. <laughs> it's not no. like a Metal Gear Solid or or a Splinter Cell where you could you have to hide bodies or anything. It's Gollum coughing in the shadows and going on and on about. <laughs> Dead like fish or something. I don't know. <laughs> Raw wriggling fish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I mean that's I guess that's good for that. I mean the next one we could just roll right into the next um little point here, which is under delivery. So, uh, I mean, we all know about the issue with skull and bones. Um, not really, you know, why it's taking them so long to do it, but they. <laughs> they promised that a little while ago, and they've they pushed it back like at least five or six times now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as far as I've seen, you know, from talk around the web and everything, it looked really interesting. The problem is though, it's taken so long to come out. I don't know if people are still gonna care because, you know, they were. I don't remember if it was announced before Sea of Thieves came out, but I mean, twenty thirteen. 2013 yeah, when that was announced for, yeah like years years since then and it, and it was it was kind of like a it was kind of like an offshoot of you know assassin's creed 4 black flags gameplay because everybody liked the ship stuff they're like all right mm-hmm. cool we'll do a little offshoot game yep. came out forever ago <laughs> that was on 360 mm-hmm. like what are we doing you know and they keep they keep you know putting out these little teasers and oh it's still coming oh it's still coming it's gonna be great and then the last the last i think it was the the game awards or something or the ubisoft um at the keelys or whatever the hell they had that weird musical interlude for skull and bones i don't know if you guys watched that but i watched it i, I, I remember it that yeah and they start singing the sea shanty oh yeah. from skull and bones i'm like this game doesn't exist like what are you doing <laughs> Like, have them stop singing, get off the stage, and get back into the coal mines and keep working on this game and put it out. Like, I, I don't... So, at this... Yeah. I mean, I Sea of Thieves has done really well, and it does that thing that Skull and Bones is doing. I don't know what Skull and Bones would possibly be able to do to kind of, like, compete against that now. Like, it has better graphics, I guess, but... Yeah. That's the thing. I, I think it's gonna end up being like a almost like a Duke Nukem Forever kind of deal where like <laughs> yes. it's been so long that no one cares yeah. and also the gameplay design is so old 
that no one likes it. Yeah. You yes. know, like, that's probably what's going to happen. I have a copy of Dude Nukem Forever sitting on my shelf because I bought it when it came out. And mm. I was just like, uh, oh, did the, you the, buy more, it the more, the <laughs> more. Well, well, it, it I, not, not like right when it came out, but mm. it was like shortly after it came out when right, the price right. had like plummeted because everyone hated <laughs> yeah. it. And yes. it's just sitting in there, and I'm just like, I really should try this at some point. See, it can't be as bad as everyone says, right? Right? It right? Is. And it's still <laughs> sitting there, still in the, in the in the packaging. I'm like, uh. I it, thought the same thing. <laughs> give me a couple of years, and they'll like they'll pay you to take it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you five dollars to take this off my hands. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I got it on super sale for like five bucks, and I was like, you know, what, let me just let me just try it out. Within like the first five or ten minutes, I was like, no, <laughs> wow, this thing it's it's bad. It's really bad. Um, I thought yes. I thought at least I had I had faith in Gearbox. I'm like, okay, Gearbox has this. They probably mm. did because I remember Gearbox did um, Blue Blue Shift and uh, Opposing mm-hmm. Force. Yeah, um, Gearbox is Half Life Half Life mod. So I was like, okay, this is Gearbox. There's they probably made something good out of this mess. <laughs> but but didn't, didn't Gearbox it was just nice publish to hope. it? I mean, they didn't make it; they just published it. They were like, hey, I'm done with this. They 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 didn't altered make it, it, but they did add stuff to it, and they tried yeah. to salvage it. And they it tried still to salvage didn't it. Work. <laughs> it was still they they should have just left it alone. Um, but but, but should have just killed it. No, but like speaking of Ubisoft, like under delivering. The yeah. like like Skull and Bones is a good example just because yeah mm. the, the gaming industry as a whole you guys probably remember like way back when like oh Last Guardian got announced like forever ago then it finally came out oh with this um, No Man's Sky we're gonna announce it then take forever like to actually get it into a good working oh, game like but but that's the kind of stuff that the industry as a whole doesn't try to do as yeah. much like if a mm. game gets announced like if it gets delayed it gets like okay six months maybe a year at the mm. most and if it gets delayed that mm. much they're going to release the game anyway because you probably have shareholders or something that like want this yeah. game to come out you gotta put it out and then <laughs> it's going to come out a little bit no, busted and yeah they'll fix it later like it's almost like ubisoft is trying to be i guess fix their bad pr or something by not releasing a buggy game but it's like making it their situation worse by not releasing the game at all like it's yeah. it's really really they weird s- this is a common complaint on this podcast, and I I I will die on this hill. <laughs> Game companies need to stop announcing their shit before they have anything. Yeah. Like stop announcing a game six years before you plan to release it or whatever. Because you know you know what? If Skull and Bones was being worked on this entire time, but they yes. hadn't said anything about it, no one would know, and yeah. everyone would it would be a lot less big of a deal literally now. shadow yeah. dropping like apex legends and like fortnite these games just came yes. out like no yes. announcement just came out oh my gosh everyone loves these games because there was like no expectation mm. they just went and played them great experience yep. and then you're good but like when you like build something up so much and it takes like 10 years it's like by yes by 10 years from now i have something else i actually care about like my attention's yep. gone so i don't i don't I don't believe they should always they should always do that because that, that works for some games but i don't think that'll work for everything because some of them you do want to have some lead time but sure. for there's been some recent games like mortal kombat 1 um let's see armor core 6 mm-hmm. where they didn't announce it that long ago it's been less than a year and it's coming out and, already. and it's coming out yeah. you know to me that's fine less than a year let's do it i think at yeah. most maybe one year yeah. or something like that is when you announce it, you drum up interest, and then you you like release it. But 
when you're when you're just like thinking about it, you just came from the damn boardroom meeting where they said, <laughs> "Hey, you know what? We should make a sequel to that," and then you announce it with a, a CG trailer at E3 or some shit or the Keelys or whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> you stop doing that. The Keelys. Look at that. That one took me a second. They probably haven't hired staff. They haven't like got any pre-production art yet. It's just like, hey, the shareholders need I to need to know that we're ever going to increase our stock price. Like, let's just tell them that we're going to release this game yeah. just so we don't go under. And then it's like, but then you kind of tank yourselves because your stock price is still going to go down just later on. It'll rise right now, but it'll go down later because your game never came out. So, And unfortunately, that's probably stuff like that management stuff is probably what drives some of these announcements. Mm-hmm. And it definitely yeah. You can't sustain you can't sustain that you have to you have to be reasonable about this kind of stuff and i don't i don't know why like uh, i don't I, I guess it's because shareholders maybe don't ever really understand the market because i feel like you could just announce stuff to the shareholders and just like not tell everyone else but i guess I, maybe they the shareholders have to yeah. like work off of like hype that that comes from the press. I, I don't. I don't it's, really know it's, how this stuff works, but it's. It, I don't know how exactly, but I know that when you're a publicly traded company, I believe that there's some stuff that you have to disclose. You have to and disclose. If you're disclosing, oh. if you're disclosing it to them, then you're going to have to disclose it because a lot of the shareholders are not okay. like internal company people. So it's just kind of like that's when a lot of people find out about stuff like when they talk about their yearly earnings or whatever mm-hmm. you always start, you see that they 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 have their quarterly shareholder earnings meeting or whatever the hell and that's when they you know put stuff out to everybody um because they they have to but i mean i don't know i mean that's a i mean what what nick you have any ideas like what <laughs> what can they do to fix that <laughs> like, i don't know oh my it's, god it's yeah it's a it's a tough one like they they really need to just, like I don't know, especially for like marketing stuff. I feel like you should probably wait until the game's at the point where like, hey, we're doing QA and like cleanup work, like towards the end of the cycle of the game, which is gonna mm. be a few mm. months. Yeah, let's announce it mm. then, so that way it gets a bit of hype, but you're also building it up enough that like, hey, we're in the final stage of this, we're gonna clean it up as we go, but you still mm. get a plenty of lead time where people get interested in it and drum up about it, you know. Uh, which yeah. is better than yeah stuff like this you know uh with skull and bones where it's yeah 10 years out um or but like you end up with stuff like hi-fi rush where you shadow drop it and it's amazing you know like mm-hmm. it, you know you can you, mm-hmm. you have to find that good in between you know yeah but um but but nick so like because i because i you know i'm an ex-game developer the thing with like doing what you're talking about, it, it assumes everyone's being honest and you're not like being intimidated. You're not being jerked around <laughs> or nothing. So like, exactly, it, it, it would be it'd be great yeah. if like, cause we we know like I think CD Projekt Red just had a bunch of like layoffs, right? And I think a few other companies also just mm-hmm. had layoffs. It's kind of like okay, this game needs to go gold, right? But that means different yeah. things to different companies, and so yes. and so mm-hmm. maybe maybe at Ubisoft the game going gold means it's most it's. 85% done. And that's mm-hmm. that's not even that's not counting QA time, that's not counting polish, that's not that's mm-hmm. none of that. Um, yeah. and so the big bosses can go and tell the shareholders and tell their bosses like the CEO and whoever else to make all these press releases, okay, yeah, we're going to hit this milestone, yeah, cuz also like the company makes money off when it hits certain kinds of milestones um, internally for the employees and also, you know, shareholders too. Um, and then 
get come to find out you get close enough to like whatever milestone and then the, then the devs have to basically tell their bosses hey guys those those deadlines you guys gave us like we might have said that those was too aggressive maybe they did maybe they didn't but then like hey guys we're not going to hit that so at, at some point someone has to finally say it's not going to happen and i'm just wondering if like ubisoft like if the culture like over there like working there is just maybe not the greatest because like if, if you're if something like skull and bones keeps getting delayed it just feels like that some multiple teams are not either being honest or they're afraid to be honest or they can't say hey we're not gonna hit this goal like so, so, something's going on in that level yeah 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 and it's you know i, I think also to, to help with it if they just scaled back scope yeah. you know don't like yeah just better yes, manage yes, scope yes. creep you know like just really watch that so that you're you're putting a more focused effort out and you're not allowing it to drag on for a long time. You're able to make your money back quicker because you're not, you know, you're not letting it go on. And we're like, well, it'd be really cool if we added ship combat. And what about this? That you know, like mm-hmm. Ubisoft is scope. notorious for like just their scope getting way out of hand because they always have to make the biggest games all the time. Like every single game they make is the biggest game. Exactly. And that's kind of and um you know. Uh, kind of similar to that but not exactly was when they announced uh watchdogs mm-hmm. right because like watchdogs is just like to everyone this was i think that was like the first next generation um game. open world game that people saw during the um during the xbox uh one and ps4 you know generation like before those games and those consoles even lost we saw watchdogs we we're like oh my god you can hack everything <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> And then the, the, the trailer, and they got dogged for this. I mean, the trailer looked amazing. And then you come to find out that that shit was CG and none of that shit was real. So <laughs> the game came out and it looked like fucking San Andreas and it was, but the dude had like a trench coat on. Man, <laughs> so and, and the bad thing about that is like that, that sullies future games, right? Because because the mm-hmm. hype for Watch Dogs original, like the first one was so large and they like mm-hmm. over-promised and under-delivered. Like when Watch Dogs yeah. Two came out, it, which is actually a great game, like no one played it. Like all the player yeah. base is like, no, I was burned by that first game that y'all lied to me about. So now this other game, ah, it's the second one, whatever. I'm not. Well, you can't. You can't actually hack everything in the second game. Everything's hackable. Yeah. But now it's like that. You you spurned your your would be players, and so they probably mm. lost money on two, even though it was actually a great game. Like. Mm. What's um? We can go straight into the next topic here. Uh, even though I don't think any of us really have like a whole lot extra to add to it, but um, just like the way they treat their employees, I know that they've had some, they've run into some issues with harassment um, claims and everything before. And yeah. I mean, I guess it just seems like there's something that's in fashion right now. A lot of the big companies are having issues <laughs> with this Activision and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think about, but it's just like. I don't, as far as I know, like, uh, uh, Eve, I don't remember the, the name, the, the, Eve's the, Guillermo? the CEO. Yeah, Eve Guillermo or something like that. Mm. I don't know if he's, like, uh, publicly, like, said anything about that stuff. I know they were, know. they had, like, a, they had, like, a Keeley presentation or something like that, and they kind of just, like, glossed over it and everything. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know what they could do, um, to fix a lot of that. To me, it seems like an issue that's not just, a video game industry thing that's just to me a problem with like a lot of really large corporations you know um i I really wonder why because it seems like there are a lot of these especially in the entertainment industry is where a lot of this stuff is coming from and it just makes me wonder why specifically this industry 
like what about this industry makes that so um so prevalent or maybe it's not just this industry and for some reason it's just starting here maybe there's maybe there's a lot more of this and it's just not coming out i don't know so, so i will say that for like games and for to probably a similar degree like uh movies and, and any like music mm. like all these entertainment type industries you're mm. the companies get away with a lot like the crazy working hours and the the bad working conditions all that kind of stuff because like they're dealing with creative passionate people that really want to do the thing they really want to make mm. the video game they really want to make that movie like these are like life dreams mm. for so many people and for people like to be able to say i helped make assassin's creed it's like their their life's work they're so excited they'll sleep under their desk for a week to be able to like get the game out right these are just really passionate people and unfortunately like companies take advantage of that they'll you know pay their employees nothing and get squeeze every last drop out of them if it is and that's kind of like i think right now aren't the um the writers and actors like aren't they all on strike i mean video games doesn't have unions right but if if it did maybe they'd also be doing the same thing because like the writers and actors are striking for reasons mostly money and like working conditions right so actually that's that's a really good point i hadn't thought about that they're all industries that are filled with creative passionate people and that will that you can definitely easily take advantage of that it's a really good point i i will just say this one last thing is that the issues this is my opinion i have no proof i've never worked at ubisoft but like Mm. in, in my opinion um, the the things that are going on with the bad working environment are spilling into like why the games aren't good. Like it's it's to yeah. me it's like a one to one. Like if you're constantly having people quit, like if your creative directors, your all your artists are leaving, or you're having a big like forty employee walkout at your from your France studio. Like these are all things that don't help get the games made in a good right. amount of time or even at all. And there's like if that's that kind of discourse, just think if like if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or you're married or or a brother or sibling like or whatever. Like if you're constantly fighting, you're not being cohesive. You're not getting whatever uh, thing you have to get done together. It's, it's the exact same thing. So it yeah. it's kind of like all this employee stuff has to be hurting their games in some one way or another. Okay. And See? video games are such a collaborative effort mm-hmm. that if you're, mm. especially if you're constantly changing employees, you're never going to find that cohesion. Okay. Um, even if you work, even if you work well with someone, if you, they come in, you know, a few months before the game comes out or over, there's no time for that relationship to build, to make something good because you're, that you're just happens a lot. Because apparently that's one of the major reasons why there's so many issues with Halo Infinite, which unrelated to Ubisoft, but it was a similar thing where they hired in all these contractors and stuff like that to help them finish the game. And of course, you had to spend time teaching them what the hell we're even doing with this (laughs) game. Like, what state are we in? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and then it just led to all these other problems because they just didn't have enough people in the first place, which I mean... Yeah, it could be happening with some Ubisoft stuff too. Just like speculation on on our part, um, and I believe that you know that also leads into where you start having to use smoke and mirrors to distract people from the fact that you can't you don't have a game yet. Like when we were just talking earlier, when you hired a, a, a choir to sing sea shanties for a game that doesn't <laughs> exist and hasn't existed for like the past decade but you know moving on from that <laughs> yeah, we, like, we've already i think we've already buried those skull and bones <laughs> yeah and it's like if you you know if you get enough pushback from higher ups and everything not even like movement of staff but like if you keep getting pushback from higher ups and everything to like make more money make more money put in microtransactions it's yep. no wonder you're going to end up with games that feel soulless 
mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they have no heart behind them because it's just a money grabbing tactic you know mm-hmm. at that point it just becomes that no one's able to put their mark on it because no one stays long enough you know yeah yeah that that lead that leads me to two um well i guess we can um well yeah that leads me to two games that really kind of disappointed me personally which was the division and ghost recon um so i was more of like a rainbow six you know person when i you know growing up and everything but ghost recon was also there and ghost recon was amazing i loved ghost recon um advanced warfighter uh and of course the the future soldier i thought was super sweet i even had a connect at the time so i even did the stupid gunsmith shit with the connect and you could like move the gun around and like do all this stuff i mean that was cool i thought that was cool the new ones uh i don't know not really so much um it's just like uh they do seem kind of just soulless to me you just kind of like watching numbers go up you know especially like the division or whatever just the whole idea of like oh it's a dystopian new york there's snow everywhere or you know it's every man for himself it's cool but then you realistically you're just picking up guns with bigger and bigger numbers you're shooting at this dude you're doing headshots but your gun's not like gun enough so it's just kind of just like <laughs> plinking and like your, your, your gun is gray and this dude's armor is like purple so you're not really doing anything i don't know i just kind of yeah. This doesn't seem like a tactical shooter to me. Guys. Yeah, especially so. <laughs> Division Two. Division Two got me with that, where it's like, oh, this guy is like a higher level than you, even though you have like a rocket launcher and you shoot him in the face. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's perfectly fine. Took no damage, but he'll one shot you. You know, like yeah. stuff like that, where it's it's all level based and everything. But it just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they don't go back to this more tactical thing, which is kind of the whole point of Tom Clancy was to be more grounded, oh realistic. My God. You know. Oh my god! And you know that's that's this is this is just carryover from the earlier topic of just like IP mismanagement. But yes, I have a huge problem with that. Um, but so let's go ahead and go into the next one. So the next one here is aggressive DRM. Um, personally, I haven't had to deal with this because I play on console pretty much. Um, <laughs> but it, the UPlay launcher is everywhere. It's also on Xbox. It's also on yeah. PlayStation. Um, you unlock stuff. I mean, uh, it's not too bad on console because you can unlock stuff that you can use in other Ubisoft games, which is pretty cool. I get into um, Rainbow Six Siege, and then I can unlock like a shirt or, or a hat in like Ghost Recon and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But then on the PC side, their UPlay launcher has cost people a lot of grief. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have played any um, Ubisoft games on pc that can actually speak to that yeah um, I can't personally so you you played on pc a lot nick um so yeah what what's your experiences with that as a as a reaching out like a heart to heart to like ubisoft <laughs> and, and ea and rockstar like please stop making your own launchers please please it is no one likes so them. obnoxious at this point no one likes over them. it and especially like i think it was ea or something like that i've had it mm-hmm. for years so I've had that account for years and everything, but apparently because I haven't, I tried to like assign it to like Xbox, you know, so I could be able to play some of the games they have on Game Pass. And it was mm-hmm. like, well, we already have you associated with something else. Like, that's cool, but like, can I remove that or anything? And they're like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> remove it. Why? <laughs> like, can I please just play your game? Like, you know, you're, you're actively hurting your business by locking people out by doing that type of shit, you know? 
it, it, it's, it's, it's 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 just ridiculous. I I don't I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in their grandma has their own launcher, which is crazy. Well, I I think EA doesn't have theirs anymore. Uh, Origin. No, they, they, they still have play. Well, yeah, yeah they play. do. Yeah. They just okay. changed it to EA Play. Yeah. It's, it's, well, there you go. <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's kind of like the uh, every every streaming service is different now. Like, you have Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu yes. and Paramount Plus. And, People and then, wanted to get away from all the random channels, uh, packages and stuff, and now we're back into that to shit. a bunch of random <laughs> yeah. apps now. It's the same thing. And, and the video game companies are doing the same thing. It's... It's it's, yeah. it's kind Blizzard of, has their own. Blizzard has their own. It's it's kind of like Steam did the thing very well, and everyone else is like, I want to do that, but I want them to come yes. to my platform. Same thing with, with yeah. streaming with Netflix. Everyone's like, Oh, Netflix did that. They made a bunch of money. We should make our own. It's the, but no, everyone should not make it's, their own. One yeah. of the, one of the best things that GOG has ever done is they when they made their new version of GOG Galaxy. They've been adding in, and they've they've they added in a couple themselves, and they allowed the the users to to make uh, additional like add-ins, where you can connect all of your launchers and all of your stuff mm. together, and you can see everything in GOG Galaxy. It's like thank you because that's really it, it, it's just out of control at this point. And what mm. one of the things that I'm afraid of, and I don't know if this will ever happen, maybe it won't, but one of the things that I'm afraid of is something like Disney Plus or Hulu or something where all of a sudden they decided it's a good idea that you have to pay a subscription to use their launcher to play their games which hmm. I, I if, that, if anyone ever does that yeah. I'm going to be picketing the offices because <laughs> I'm because I, I can easily see it going that direction and it's just like Please don't. Or, or even now, worse. Now we're going to have a problem. No. Or even worse, they stop doing their launcher. They stop supporting it. And then yes. it just locks you out of the games. Yeah, yeah like, know, uh, like... like a Google. <laughs> with the with the damn... With with Stadia. The, what was that? Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. I have games on there. Well, I mean, I didn't buy any. But I had some like free pickups that I just like... Um, uh, what's it called? Claimed or whatever. Yeah, those yeah. just are gone. <laughs> yeah, but what if you had bought games on there? Where yeah. are they? What were yeah. you gonna do with them? Like oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> guess your guess uh, your SOL. I guess. You know, the, 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 the thing I can actually see happening, which is kind of jacked up, because it already happened with streaming. Every, everything was on Netflix, right? And then all the other mm-hmm. companies are like, "Wait, we can make our own model. Take this away." So right now, almost everything is on Steam. What if mm-hmm. what in what in the I can see in this dystopian future is that all the <laughs> other game companies are like, "You know what? It's not on Steam anymore. Take it off." Take it off. They they have done. Yeah, that. It, they have done. But, that. But, but Activision did that. You know. Um, but, but I think I don't think Epic did that. But no. But like, but it's going to get to the point to me like where the only thing I will be on Steam are indies. Like nothing else will be on there. Like indies and Valve games. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hopefully, hopefully they they because Microsoft um, actually doesn't do that. They specifically they have games on Game Pass and they also have, have games on Steam, on Steam mm-hmm. usually, and they they have it on their little Microsoft store. Um, Activision did that for a bit, and I think they relented on that because they took all the Call of Duties away or something like that. I don't I actually can't remember if they're back or not, but I think they're. Back. I, I think they're back. I'm pretty on sure Steam. they are. Because yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I know at least one of them is because it's on sale this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think I don't remember if Rockstar was doing that too, and um, Ubisoft, I think. But yeah, it's it's. Hopefully, we don't we don't get to that point. Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with like. Um, PC level DRM 
um, for a while, but I know the secure ROM is yeah. like the bane of every PC player's existence, and it's just like because oh, the thing is, yeah, if you if you you know if you're really sailing the high seas and you're getting that stuff, that shit is cracked within days, <laughs> and you can just play without issue. And then, but the people who legitimately bought it are now suffering through all that shit because that stuff is running in the background, taking up resources and all that. I mean, you're you're playing a game and you have you know you're playing on a potato. And you're like, man, but I really want to play this game. And then you have Denuvo in the background, just kind of like taking up all your resources and stuff like that. It's just, it's just a pain in the ass. And then a lot of legit the, people have to crack the game to fucking play it. Yeah. I, the, no one, no one on the podcast saw this, but uh, everyone here did. Me dancing my little Lord of the Rings Return of the King manual across, <laughs> as we've talked about on here before. Freaking thing doesn't want to play on Windows 10 because Windows 10 doesn't support Safe Disk anymore. And you have mm. to jump through all these hoops in order to get it to work. And I jumped through all the hoops, and then it worked for like, uh, you know, a day. And then for some reason, it stopped working again. It's just like, <laughs> like hopefully uh. it doesn't get that bad with Ubisoft. But Capcom has kind of been notorious with this. Well, not I mean anything that you see used game for Windows Live, which Capcom supported a lot. Those mm. games are they just you can't play them online anymore. And like yeah. they're just now trying to fix that with a lot of games like street fighter cross tekken still doesn't still doesn't um let you play online or whatever hopefully ubisoft stuff doesn't get that bad um mm -hmm. but in 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 general though it, it's better if we find some other way to do that maybe we can go back to the days where you had the manual and you had to go to page 93 and you know um line two or something like that and put in that word <laughs> you know honestly i would be fine with that but we're never going to get there because we can't kill the trees and i mean right it, yeah it, oh, that, printing, we don't have and, manuals and, anymore <laughs> yeah yeah we don't have manuals anymore and yeah. i'm not saying like obviously we need to take care of the environment i'm not saying we don't right. but yeah. it, it, we i, I mean, love trees don't don't put hurt it on <laughs> put it on a freaking pdf or something like i mean it's it's put it on a pdf and encrypt it with the di i mean I'm, there's a way there's a way to do there's this i'm sure I, i'm sure there is yeah i'm sure there is and it's just like it, it's it's annoying i do miss those manuals though i, I also Especially very US. much miss manuals but I, I think ubisoft did lessen their drm restrictions i can't remember what year it was but it's not as bad mm. now as it used to be thankfully well, at least yeah that yeah. that is true actually because um I think before it was like a constant online connection, and then now it's just like oh, that's right, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. That Assassin's Creed uh, was it Odyssey that had that? One of the Assassin's Creeds I remember had that, and then they backed off because everyone got uh, everyone was was got uh, mad torching them about <laughs> it. Yeah. Speaking of for stuff good, that for good reason wants to, wants to get mad about uh, microtransactions, so we can we kind of preview this a little bit earlier, but. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I haven't run into <laughs> Nick's getting ready here, but I haven't run into this um, too much myself because I usually stick to I've stuck to more of their single player games. But I mean, what, yeah. you know, what do you guys think about that? I I sort of feel like you guys should talk about this from the player side first because like I have opinions mm. from like the developer side of like what's going on. So, mm. or, or I can I can do the dev side too. Whatever y'all think is best, but like. I, I, I'm kind of similar to Dwight, and I don't really have a lot of experience with this, because the biggest game that I've played with microtransactions is Pokemon Go, um, mm. which is, mm. a, I mean, it's a mobile game. It's completely separate from that from that side of, of stuff. Um, I can't think of a game... I can't think of any other game that I've played with microtransactions 
off the top of my head except for Avengers, and I didn't even start playing that until after they took yeah, all after my they them all out. So yeah, so, <laughs> it's um, I think the only one of the major Ubisoft games that I played that had a ton of them was Rainbow Six Siege, and that was kind of like a part of the whole thing is that every season some more operators would come out. And you'd have to grind to get enough renown, which is their their in-game credits or whatever, to yeah. you know get the characters. Um, funny thing was, their operators came out so frequently, and they had so many of them that we couldn't keep up <laughs> with playing <laughs> to like unlock the characters and everything. So then you have to get these passes and stuff. You have to use real money, and of course there's renown boosters and all this other stuff. And then it's just kind of like. Uh, I don't know. We just got tired of it. Tired of trying to like keep up with all the characters. If you try to go into um, Rainbow Six Siege now, there's like a <laughs> hundred characters in there, and they all really? do different stuff. And the thing is, the early ones had simple, you know, simple little gameplay things like Sledge. He has a sledgehammer, so he can mm-hmm. like sl- you know go through walls and stuff. Then Thermite, he has like a thermite grenade, and he could you know post it on a wall, and it would go through and burn anybody or whatever. Simple shit. Now the characters have like fucking hologram emitters and like and, <laughs> and like mini EMP stuff and all this other shit like all this weird ass powers because they kind of like ran out of ideas where it's not even realistic anymore and mm. I, there's like I don't know I'm sure there's like a fucking ghost character or whatever and all, like, all sorts <laughs> of weird stuff but like it, it, we're we're way off the the path of like you know Rainbow Six operators or whatever. It's it's gone into like this weird ass territory now. Someone's um, gonna end up with like a portal gun and you know this one guy <laughs> right. can go back in time like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, the the operators have gone crazy. So the, that's the one that I personally dealt with, and I kind of that turned me off from the game because the thing is. Minimal microtransactions are okay, but once you start really getting in there with it, it's just like it just makes you not want to play the game because then you start feeling like it's a waste of your time. And I feel like Overwatch has done this. Um, the original Overwatch is actually not that bad. It had microtransactions, but they're very minimal. It, so you had these loot boxes, but you would get them regularly just from playing. So you, mm-hmm. anytime you leveled up, you got a loot box, and then in the loot box it would have. I think you got like three things out of it um and if something was a double it would give you credits instead so that's nice yeah so you would build up credits and then everything had a credit value and then you can buy the stuff that you really wanted with those credits so i was able to buy pretty much everything i wanted just from doing in-game stuff now you could buy loot boxes if you wanted to but you really didn't have to because you could Mm -hmm. you would get enough just from playing so with the overwatch 2 now what they've done is made it to of course everybody has to have a battle pass so they they made it into a battle pass thing but you don't earn any credits from like maxing out the battle pass unlike games like fortnite and call of duty or whatever so you pay 20 or 30 bucks for this battle pass and you get nothing from it so like you, you it doesn't give you the next battle pass so and then there's no way to really earn credits from playing the game to unlock what you want because the only thing that it accepts are the premium credits. <laughs> so you either unlock stuff from the battle pass or you pay real money to buy shit. Nobody <laughs> likes that. <laughs> I mean, so, so this is this is also just my opinion. Like, I feel like mm. Overwatch 2 is like overcorrecting for mm. Overwatch 1 releasing so close to when Fortnite released and for Fortnite like blowing up. So I'm not sure if you guys remember, yeah. like mm. Overwatch, the original released less than a year before Fortnite dropped. 
and they mm-hmm. so so like the model they were working off of immediately became obsolete and the wrong thing to do less than a year after their game came out. Uh, so like if you think about yeah. it that way, like Fortnite released with a battle pass, which which wasn't new by the way. Like Dota Dota two had a battle pass like forever. Yep. And so yep, yep, yep. immediately I'm assuming the Overwatch devs are like, oh, we messed up. We all messed <laughs> up. We screwed Every, this. Ba- <laughs> and, they, and they couldn't fix it. Like, they, they just couldn't mm. fix it fast enough. And even to get, like, try to, like, incorporate the new the new hotness into the original Overwatch, they just couldn't do it. So mm. what they ended up doing, as we all know now, they made the exact same game, called it Overwatch 2, and just put more microtransactions in it to make it more like Fortnite yes. and, and other live service yes. games. Like, they, they, they basically, to me, just missed the boat. They messed up. They... They, the new hotness they came did. out and ruined them. Um, but the thing, but the, the thing you were saying about um, the Rainbow Six Siege is that, like, yeah. to me, that everything you just said is like the progression is like all jacked up. Like, it's it just yes. it just sounds like, hey, either we didn't balance this stuff very well, or we mm. did balance it well at first, but then we saw mm. that we were making money, and they were like, oh no, just release way more characters. Like, just, like, just like, went ham. Like, just, just, just go ham. Like, like yeah. whatever cadence that they probably established at the beginning that probably was working, it probably mm. set off some kind of alarm bells to whoever's watching those kind of numbers. I mean, like, hey, we we need to do more of this. But, to, but to me, that I'll bring this to, the, to my developer argument. Like, mm. like you can't. It's really hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And mm. uh, Ubisoft and a bunch of other like big game developers that have been around for a long time made their bread and butter making single player games like it doesn't matter if it's an open world single player game or if it's like a rayman like platformer type game that's what they learned how to do that's what their employees know how to do that's what their their tools that they have in house are made to do like they mm-hmm. they, they they can't just change their whole engine that it's like supposed to make uh assassin's creed style games to like now make assassin's creed style games with live services on top of it like with microtransactions and stuff right and so really really to me like the main issue with like why Ubisoft isn't doing their live services like their microtransactions well is because like they they need to change the guard they need to either bring in people that know the new hotness kind of like what I'm assuming Blizzard did with when they eventually got to Overwatch 2 like I don't think the exact same people are on the from the original team were on the on the new game and maybe they are yeah Yeah, from Blizzard so like Ubisoft needs to get new blood in that knows how to do the thing that they're trying to do and it just feels like they're saying hey people that they if y'all haven't quit yet if you haven't quit and you're still here even though we treated you badly try to do <laughs> try to do this new thing that none of you know how to do and that we don't have the tools to even make they're like just trying to wedge a square peg in a round hole um Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of their single player stuff has a lot of those microtransactions because they've gotten yeah, into it has. Assassin's Creed, yeah, Far, Far Cry. Um, yep. a, a lot. I mean, I'm sure Riders Republic has some of those too, even though it's I, not single player. I but. think I think it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey is, is the one that comes to my mind. Was that the the game? They literally balanced the game this way. This is like the worst thing you could you could ever do. They basically said, "Hey, we balanced this game to work this way. You're going to be able to do progress this fast." And do this much damage, et cetera, et cetera. And then they said, you know what? We gotta we gotta make some more money. How about we yeah. scale everything back by ten Let's to fifteen percent and have them pay us ten dollars to to get to get that ten to fifteen percent back. And, and that, that is shit. I heard about that. And that's some shit. <laughs> and, 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 and like as a developer, it's kind of like that's not how you balance a game. Like there's just like simply that's not how you balance a game. And if you look at anything else in the market, like mobile free to play games or or just any 
any game now, like if you're trying to insert uh, like live services like mic- microtransactions in your game, you want people, you want players to play forever. You don't want them to pay you ten dollars once. You want them to pay you pay you ten dollars repeatedly so you keep making money off of them. It's like a really mm-hmm. weird, like design decision that you it, have you have this happening like at, at Ubisoft, like you know. It's 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 hard because I don't know getting that getting that um, balance or whatever. I I believe is hard because. For me personally, it seems like a lot of these games are not balanced for you to play, you know, every you know, a couple of days or whatever mm. out of the week nope. with your friends. You get together right. on the weekends, you play for a little bit, you unlock some shit. They're not they're not balanced for that. They're balanced for you to sit there and play for like four hours a day straight for <laughs> years, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to unlock stuff. Yep. And it's just to me it's like ridiculous. You can't possibly believe that this is the only thing that i'm doing in my entire life like yeah we've got other shit to worry about like even as a kid i couldn't imagine like playing these games enough to actually unlock anything and you know people have done the math on this like how long it would take to unlock you know a certain number of stuff or like even everything and it's like years of non-stop playing you know it's like this is ridiculous they need to stop doing that and us as consumers need to stop giving them money to like to pay for this stuff or whatever because we don't want to grind for it or whatever it's it's crazy they need it they need to have some sort of combination a, a non ubisoft game that came out that has this issue um that i actually liked a lot was a uh, was a uh, that new that gundam game um oh i, um, for, I also can't remember the name of it yeah yeah i can't remember the name off the top of my head sorry about that uh but uh, this gundam game it's kind of like it's kind of like overwatch right it's a hero shooter and it has all these different Gundam suits. It's it's five on uh, six on six actually. Um, it's pretty fun. I've been playing on you know off and on. And I was telling um, Duffer here and Mike how much like so recently they is that Gun- had, Gundam Evolution? Is Gundam Evolution, yeah. So they re- recently announced that they're sunsetting the game, and it's only been like a year, probably less than a year that uh, that it came out. And I like the game. And I'm like I'm not surprised at all. The over monetization is ridiculous in this game like you cannot you earn credits so slowly that i've been playing for a year off and on and i don't even have half the amount of credits i need to unlock one suit and they Mm. release like eight of them (laughs) in a year so it's like who the hell is playing enough to be able to like unlock this shit it's crazy and then you have to pay if you buy the suits they're ten dollars each why am I paying eighty bucks to unlock these suits? <laughs> and there's I there's only I, there's only one game type. It's, you're on the same two or three maps over and over. Like, what the fuck are we doing? You I know? wonder if they if they're just misunderstanding their audience because Seriously. they think they think that they they're trying to pull the people off of everything else like Fortnite. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the people who are playing Fortnite are the kids who can sit there for hours and hours yes. and play games. But they're not they're failing to pull them off of Fortnite, and instead they're pulling in all the other people like you and me who mm-hmm. have regular nine to fives mm-hmm. and who can't sit there and pay. and I think maybe they're assuming that the people who have these nine to fives that are playing mm-hmm. automatically have the money and then they can just go buy this stuff. Right. But that's not the case. It's like you realize that there's a recession going <laughs> on, you know. It's like we, we, we have other things that are that's more important to pay for than, than this stuff. I think yes. maybe that's one of the big problems. They're just misunderstanding 
and their and audiences see, completely. Even if I do have the money, I'm not going to spend it on this. I'm not going to spend that money just to get right. a suit, one suit in this damn game. I want to play it and then be able to feel like I'm getting somewhere. Because, I mean, you, you need to yeah. have that endorphin hit when you unlock some new shit or whatever. And it's, I've been playing for a year and I haven't unlocked anything. <laughs> so it's just Plus, all, like, of us, uh, all of us old fogies are also used to buying a game and not having microtransactions right. in it, too. You buy the game and so, you have the game. <laughs> I mean, I mean so. the, the craziest thing is is that these companies, like I'm assuming Ubisoft has a data department that can tell that, hey, <clears> these <throat> these players aren't progressing fast enough in the game, or hey, they're, they're progressing too fast, mm. and they, they should be able to tweak mm. it after they get this data. Like, every company it runs on data now, so Ubisoft should be no different. They should be able to mm-hmm. tell that like stuff isn't going well and be able to act accordingly. But the fact that they haven't is like concerning, and it just kind of makes makes you wonder like, hey, is like all those other issues we've already talked about in this episode like are all those things like really combining to like even make their microtransaction strategy like terrible? Like maybe. So Nick, how Nick. many have you had yeah. to have you had to like uh, uh, break down <laughs> and buy some shit? Because I have. I'm not gonna front. I have had. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. I'll go ahead and do it because I, I did that for Exoprimal recently. But yeah, like, I have you had any? Yeah. Uh, luckily, I haven't. Um, I haven't had to deal with it too much. Um, because most of the stuff I play is like single player. You know, I don't play too many multiplayer stuff like that, or like live service, or you know, anything like that. So it's not like as aggressive. Um, but like, I know I got something for like Warframe because. I don't know. Cool I like suit, Warframe. You know, yeah. it was good stuff. Mm. Um, I was like, "Cool suit, yeah, I'll get it." Um, I don't feel like grinding for three days, you know, <laughs> to get this, you know. Um, but like, uh, I know something with team with Ubisoft, like Far Cry Six, has like three or four different types of currency in it. Mm. There's like the normal coin. Wow. There's like the normal coins that you can buy stuff in game, and then there's also like kind of a mid-tier currency that's like you can earn it from in-game achievements that kind of thing like you get some extra of that mm. that you can use to buy some stuff and then there's like the you paid actual money gold coins you know that you can use to get stuff and mm. i don't know i feel like with microtransactions if if people want to go buy the stuff that's cool keep it cosmetic you know but like yes if, yeah but everything should be earnable like be able to be earned in game like yeah. you should be able to put yeah. some level effort in and get it because that way if, if people have disposable income to go get it cool go for it it doesn't affect gameplay yeah. it doesn't increase your chances of winning or anything like that if you want to look cool doing it go for it you know like but just allow people to be able to do that if they don't want it to, you know they don't want to spend money on the stuff yeah a reasonable amount of effort yeah yes. yeah yes. not like not like like was it uh diablo immortal where it's like, oh yeah, just play for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah. everything. Right. I, yes. I will say that, like, unfortunately, the players have kind of like. I mean, I'm a player too. Also, I spend money in games, so I'm probably not the best person to say this, but like, mm. the companies have seen that. Oh, the players will pay for power. I guess what everyone's paying yes. for power now. So like, it's it's almost like a, a almost like a loop, right? It's like the players say, no, I don't want to pay for nothing but cosmetics, and then the company's be like, okay, but then like they release something that's powerful, and then the players pay for it anyway. It's, it's like it's like, yeah. like, like if you're gonna say the thing, like follow through on the thing, like don't don't give the money if you really mean, mean what you say, because 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 the company just sees the behavior, they don't see the yeah the, what you're saying. Like yeah, it's like yeah, sure, you don't want that. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, then you also end up with someone with like the whales out there who can afford to pay for it anyway, and then oh my god, that offsets oh my the numbers god. too. I, I wish I knew. <laughs> like, like who are these people that's dropping like three thousand dollars on these on these fucking games? I complain about this all the time. I play a game called Caravan Stories on PS4. <laughs> there it is. There it yes. is. <laughs> I had to get in my reference for Caravan Stories. I have one in like almost every episode. I love that game to death, and I oh my I cannot stand the whales, man. I've been playing this game for three years, and somebody comes on here with all these maxed out like like limited event characters or whatever, which you had to pay at least like fifty bucks for each, and then there it's like oh my god, man, stop! <laughs> but at, at, at you know on the other end of that, it is keeping that game alive. So I guess I can I can. You're Let right. that slide a little bit. You're right. um, it is very helpful for a lot of companies. I would say that Ubisoft is not hurting in that way, but I'm sure right now they're not in the greatest place. So no, probably why they don't want to let Skull and Bones go. They want it to come out. They want to you know get some return on their investment, and I'm I'm fine with that. Um, I feel like there's a place for some of that stuff. I don't think market transactions should go away completely, but yes, I want to feel like I'm actually, you know doing something i'm actually getting somewhere um like i think their upcoming stuff looks pretty good prince of persia look does look pretty good um it's funny somebody put out a meme with like all these characters with side locks now because everybody has to have side locks just like you know miles or whatever <laughs> and new spider-man 2 but you know that's fine i mean it looks cool um so i'd like to see what their the, uh, Assassin's creed mirage does look pretty cool they have another game that's coming out after that i think uh, based in China uh, that they haven't really shown anything for that looks like it could be um, cool um, Ubisoft is also doing that Star Wars game aren't they? Yeah, Are they doing yeah. Star? Outlaws I think right? yeah. Outlaws yeah that looks really good so okay. I'm you know I'm I'm glad to see that and I would love for them to announce something for a new Rainbow Six game without any fucking aliens and a new um, uh, Splinter Cell game so I think I think um um, I think they have some like really good stuff coming in the pipeline uh, that could be interesting. Um, Outlaws is a really good, actually a really good. Um, uh, oh crap! My brain just shut off. <laughs> um, that's a really good example of the kind of stuff that they that they need to do. You know, it, it's. I mean, they're still using the Star Wars IP, which has been, been melted to death, but they're doing something completely different with it. It's like we we were chatting about before. It's like. It's Star Wars, but you take all the lightsabers out of it, and you make it about these people that no one makes games about, and you might actually have something completely different. Still, still gonna get that Star Wars crowd in, but you have a, like a completely different kind of game, something that's that's unique and mm-hmm. you know could be interesting if you do it right. Oh yeah, like you know, like thirteen thirteen where that got canceled. Like, go after yeah. the gritty, grimy part of Star Wars. Like go to the underworld of it you know like the crime underworld yeah. and like nashada and stuff like i'm, you I'm know, ready for it i'm yeah. ready for it like go into that stuff it's cool like go to the extended universe type deal you know mm, um, yeah. i don't know why they don't like milk that for because there's a lot of potential there you know yeah the only other two games i can think of right off the top of my head that did that was dark forces and um bounty hunter maybe yeah. so it, it, I'm, I'm definitely you know happy to see where this goes um, I think we, we hit pretty much all, all those topics in some way shape or form um, 
so we're just gonna go off into the uh, recommendations now um, but yeah we definitely this is something we probably could talk about forever uh, we definitely yeah. want to um, we'll have another we'll have another one of these because we've done one for Microsoft we've done one for Sega uh, now this time it's been Ubisoft so we'll we'll, we'll do another one of these so I'll um, definitely love to have you guys again but let's go ahead and um, head over to our recommendations um, so the anime recommendation um, I think is you Duffer so what do you got yep it is so I've got uh, Tonari no Seki-kun, The Master of Killing Time. Hmm. This is kind of one of those... Uh, I, I think this is one that probably most people don't know about. Uh, hmm. I feel like it's a little more underground than, than a lot of stuff. But um, this is not your typical like thirty or, uh, like 25-minute uh, anime. These are, are little... And actually, I, I meant to look up the, the time for each of these episodes, and I didn't. Um, let me look that up really quick. But they're like they're like oh, fifteen minutes. Oh, I've seen this before. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah they're like ten or fifteen minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is let's see, this one's like seven minutes and thirty nine seconds. This random episode mm-hmm. that I clicked on. So they're really short little little things. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, it's about uh, this girl and this boy who sit next to each other in class. Um, sure, grade level they're in, but the bo- the girl is actually trying to like study and pay attention to the teacher and everything. Mm. And the boy just goofs off the entire time. Mm. And it's not just like your typical, like, you know, passing notes to, to people or whatever. Mm. He's doing all this elaborate stuff. Like, he's, he's building, like, um, he's, he, one, one time he takes these chess pieces and he, like, uh, draws a chessboard on his desk. And then he, like, starts playing chess. But then the chess turns into this, like, big battle of between these two armies and this whole story starts going on and so he's doing all this stuff all this weird wacky you know shenanigans of course the teacher never notices because mm-hmm. anime mm-hmm. um but the uh, the girl keeps getting distracted she's actually trying to study but she gets distracted by all the stuff that he's going on and then she starts like imagining things because her imagination goes wild and it's just this back constant back and forth between the two of them she's like you need to study and stop distracting me and then but you know, it, it's just it's wacky shenanigans, but it's fun. It's it's a neat little mm-hmm. comedy show, and again, each episode is is super short, so it doesn't take a lot of time to invest into it. I think there's like twenty four episodes, maybe 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 less than that. I haven't watched it in a in a, in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty one twenty one episodes, so neat neat little short thing. If you like little comedy slice of life stuff. Um, it's it's really neat to, to watch, so I, I would definitely recommend that. And that is uh, available on Crunchyroll, maybe other mm-hmm. places too, uh, but definitely it's on Crunchyroll. I, I would also second that recommendation, and uh, <clears throat> it's a gag anime. It, it's like a mm-hmm. it's based off a four coma uh, manga. So like this is like it's like a genre of manga that's kind of like the newspaper um, okay, yeah. cartoons. So it's like yep. four panels. So like the four coma thing is just like four panels per thing, and then it has like a short, you know, gag or whatever, and then it kind of like moves on. So which is why those those episodes are so short. There's a lot of anime that actually does that. Um, most of them are based off of like four coma um, uh, manga or whatever. So I would absolutely recommend this, and you can just burn through these episodes, but they're you know they're great. Um, so yeah, so my my game recommendation. I kind of spoke about this a little bit the last time. And I'm surprised I didn't recommend this yet before, um, <laughs> but uh, recommend Snatcher. So amazing game. Um, I feel like I talk about this game all the damn time. Uh, we did mention earlier I was talking about um, point and click adventures, 
Uh, this and Police Knots were really the only point-and-click adventures that I could say that I really loved. Well, I do like um, uh, Wolf Among Us also, but that was much later. Um, the bad thing about this, and I am sorry for anybody who wants to try these games out, it has never been <laughs> uh, released uh, outside of... It's only been released outside of Japan on one system, and that's the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to sail the high seas to be able to play this one. But I would say it's definitely worth it. Um, it is made by Hideo Kojima before he did Metal Gear Solid, but after he did Metal Gear. Um, so there's a lot of Metal Gear references in there if you love Metal Gear. story's pretty sweet. It's basically a, a mashup of Terminator, Body Snatchers, and um, uh, what's the one with, with Harrison Ford? Uh, Blade Runner. Blade so Runner. you're... You're playing as like a Harrison Ford looking dude with a trench coat and everything because he's cool. Um, he's in Neo Kobe, which is like a futuristic cyberpunk, you know, um, Tokyo looking city. Um, has amazing movie uh, music to go with that. Uh, so you're a junker, which is basically like a, a detective that is trying to track down snatchers, which are terminators that have taken over people's like appearance like they have the skin over it and they're basically inserted themselves into their lives so mm -hmm. it's hard to track them down so there's you know different investigation tools you have to use to actually track one down and blah 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 whatever the interesting thing about the game is that most of it is just like a point and click but once you actually track one down and you're fighting it it turns into like a light gun game and the actual oh. Sega CD version used a light gun and then uh... there's a sp spiritual sequel to this game called um, Police Knots also a great game and that's like basically lethal weapon in space so and that <laughs> has a very similar setup it's a point click adventure also made by kojima everybody knows kojima is super obsessed with movies there's so many movie references in these things i mean you'll love them i love 80s action movies and stuff love lethal weapon love blade runner and all that so i love these games they're amazing the music is crazy you know and just like the visual style and everything Definitely recommend Snatcher. I mean, it's, it kind of um, sounds like they should have included that in the, up, in the upcoming Metal Gear Solid HD collection. They should have. Yeah. I mean, they. Sh I've been crying about them not re-releasing these games for the longest time. Police Knots, by the way, has no U.S. version at all. There's oh. translations, which again, you have to sail the high seas to get those, but there's right. no official U.S. versions. Um, and I think the last version that came out was the <laughs> versions on PlayStation and Saturn, and they've both been translated unofficially. Um, so you can get a hold of that, but there's been no official trans uh, official translation or release. They need to do that. To me, it would have been. It, I mean, these are easy gets. They look amazing. They sound amazing. Um, I'm still waiting for the Police Knots um, LP to go down in price on Amazon so I can buy it. Um, <laughs> there's there's and there's so many references to Metal Gear. Uh, Meryl is in there. I mean, you got and Snatcher. You have the little tiny metal gear that walks around with you and stuff and <laughs> talks to you and everything and i mean it's great it's great it's good stuff i can go on about that shit forever um so yeah that's pretty much the end of our episode so let me go ahead and i'm gonna go straight into our um uh where you can find us um so me you can find me here at uh d money 8719 on all of the things uh xbox playstation switch um twitch um, I stream sometimes. I did stream Switch, that Exoprimal stuff. So, um, yeah, not nearly as as regular as uh, Duffer here. So, uh, where we can find <laughs> you, Duffer? 
Um, Enchantermon on all the things. Um, I post all my stream announcements on Twitter, or X, I guess now. Um, and uh, all my, I usually stream on Twitch on Mondays, Thursdays, and, fr and uh, Saturdays, rather. Mondays, yeah. Thursdays, and Saturdays, usually starting around 6 o'clock. Um, but yeah, you can also find me on Steam and uh, uh, PlayStation and Xbox and all those other places, all under mm -hmm. the same name. Mm-hmm. And he, he sticks to his schedule, so <laughs> definitely, um, definitely check him out. Um, yeah, if you, if you ever, if you ever, all my stream announcements, did I say all my stream announcement, announcements are on Twitter? I don't know if I said that, but that's, that's where I ever, if one. I'm ever <laughs> going to stream or if I'm not going to stream for whatever reason, that's where you'll find those announcements. Mm-hmm. Right, Nick, anything to shout out or? No, I, I live in the shadows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> me and Nick are ninjas. We're just like you know, in the hiding out in the shadow realm and stuff like that. So. That's what I was thinking. Nick. The shadow realm. <laughs> just uh, just uh, uh, watching the course of history from the shadows and yeah, appear when you're needed. <laughs> uh, Illuminati that's confirmed. That's, that's good. Um, definitely great to have you guys on here. Uh, yeah, the Second time on here. Great to have you again. And Nick, your first time on here. Yeah, thank you guys um, so much. Yeah, no, thanks yeah. for having me. So definitely want to um, uh, do this again at some point. Um, hopefully, Mike's internet will be back up and running uh, by that yeah. time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're signing off for now. So uh, see you guys next time. See ya. See y'all later. See ya. All right, then. Bye. Later.